This is your host, Victoria, and in today's episode, we are talking all about perseverance. As usual, I'd love to know where in the world you are, what you're up to, and what everything around you looks like right now as you listen to this episode. So please, please take a quick picture and send it over to me on Instagram or tag me over on Instagram at Victoria Sardain. I would love to see. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Victoria Sardane Podcast, where you'll discover actionable tools, tips, and tricks, as well as inspiring conversations to support you to change your own reality. We all have immense personal power within us. We all have the ability to be the person we look up to the most and take charge of our lives and our future. Sometimes we just need a little insight, a little change of perspective, and a friendly nudge to take the step. Are you ready? Hello, everybody. I hope you're all doing well. I'm very excited to find you here on another Monday morning for a new podcast episode. And today we're talking all about perseverance. So this is a topic that came up with a client of mine quite recently, and we ended up in a big discussion just about perseverance in general. It was actually while we were talking about her values and perseverance is one that came up and she was thinking about how she's not sure if it's something that is more of an aspiration something that she aspires to or if it's actually one of her values because what we were talking about is how we can actually find out our values by looking around at our life so we often think that values are actually about looking at a pretty list of words and deciding the ones that sound good and look good to us But actually, the real way we can find our values is to look around at our life as it is now and realize that our values are a projection of our reality and that our reality is a projection of our values and that those two things are generally aligned because our values are what guides our decisions and our decisions is what guides what ends up actually coming to fruition. So we found ourselves in this conversation around, is perseverance one of her aspirations or one of her values? And therefore it inspired me to do a podcast episode all about perseverance. I think it's something that we all strive to be, strive to do, is to be persevering. Therefore, I thought I would investigate a little bit what is perseverance and what we can concretely do if we want to increase how persevering we are. So what I wanted to start with is why we are not persevering, because I think if I was to explain why we would want to be persevering, that would be a bit obvious or self-explanatory. Therefore, I think it's more interesting to really look at what are the things that stop us from being persevering if we can all admit that perseverance is something that we all somewhat strive to achieve. So one of the big reasons why we would get in our own way from persevering in something is because we would get bored. So this is something that I notice actually quite a bit in myself, but I've definitely noticed it in my clients as well, about how when we want to persevere in something, we want to continue in something. However, we get bored of it. We lose motivation simply because a lot of the time to be persevering, there's a sense of repetition, there's a sense of routine. And some of us struggle with routine more than others. And this can be very highly related to personality. So there's a specific personality trait called openness to experience. And those who score very high on openness to experience are actually those who really like change and variety and trying new things 
and switching things up and although it's great because they tend to also be those who are very creative who think out the box who are interested in multiple different topics and conversations and activities however they are more predisposed to fall into the trap of simply chasing the new shiny object rather than actually being persevering being regular at something and continuing over the long run so that's one big reason why we might struggle to actually persevere in something is because we get bored reason number two is simply because we might change our mind so we might be persevering in something really wanting to focus on i don't know starting a online blog or starting an online shop or starting a small side business and while we're doing it we kind of realize i don't even know if i want to do this i don't even know if i'm actually excited about this anymore i really like the idea but now that i've actually gotten started i'm just not really that bothered or maybe even related to my previous point actually instead of doing this i want to do this other thing and so we start on a completely new idea or a new concept or a new business or a new project and therefore we actually almost forget about the first one the third reason why we would stop persevering is because we're not getting the results that we want maybe something feels like it's not working or we're not getting the validation that we seek so let's say taking back that example you start your own side business selling handmade jewelry online and in the first few weeks no one's interested you're not making any sales or maybe you've only sold a few items to family members for example but you're not really getting the traction that you want or that you feel like you deserve and therefore you stop persevering in the project because you think well this is useless nobody cares no one's interested in what i'm doing anyways and the fourth reason is because we get distracted so it might not even be a conscious decision to actually want to step away and to actually leave what it is that we're focusing on it might be something that just happens without our conscious decision making it might be something that we just fall into so for example things get busy at work we find ourselves focusing fully on that or let's say we are in a new relationship so that's taking up a lot of our time or let's say we've planned a lot of travels so our any of our spare time is being spent over there and therefore we just get distracted by something else and we actually forget almost to persevere so it's quite different from the others although it might seem similar because in this last point around getting distracted would actually not be a conscious choice it would be something that we just feel like against our will to some extent we've just been dragged into something else maybe something that we think is better or maybe something that actually is just more time consuming or seems more urgent in the moment so those are some of the reasons why we would actually get in our own way from persevering and the reason why it's so important to outline these ahead of time is because then we can understand the barriers we can understand the blockages and therefore we can actually put what is needed in place in order to avoid these specific barriers and blockages from dragging us away from a desired aspiration of persevering when it comes to perseverance we might hear that we should just stick to it stick it out follow through however i always find that that's just a bit of a simplification and in reality it's a lot more complex than that of course if it was as easy as just stick through it don't give up then we would all be able to persevere however there are these big barriers that get in the way that we need to address we need to think about and therefore there are specific tools and reflections that we can put in place in order to make sure that we have an easier time persevering 
So what I want to share with you now are five key reflections to go through when there is something in particular that you really want to persevere in. I recommend that you go through these prior to actually beginning whatever project or activity or challenge you're giving yourself and that you want to persevere in and to bring yourself back to it regularly as you're persevering in this specific field. So the first one is reflecting on why you're doing it. So this is something that I talk a lot about with my clients. This is also something that I go through in depth in my self-mastery solution program is really asking yourself the question, why? So why am I actually doing this? Why is it important for me to persevere in this activity, in this field, in this project, etc.? And the first answer why will probably come to you relatively easily. So you'll think about, well, I want to start painting regularly because it's really nice and it makes me feel good and it's a nice creative outlet. Okay, that's fine. That's fine as a first step, but we need to bring it deeper than that. So then we would want to actually go through the process of asking ourselves the five whys. So ask a follow-up question of why. So, okay, you want to... Con- okay, you want to paint regularly because it's a nice creative outlet. Why? Why is that important for you to have a creative outlet? Well, because it actually calms down my nervous system and it makes me feel safe. Okay, what's the benefit? Why is it important for you to actually work on calming your nervous system? Well, because then I tend to react less in stressful situations. I tend to remain more calm. It's actually also better for my health. Maybe that you've dealt with certain health issues related to high levels of stress, and therefore this is something that will actually reduce those, for example. And so we'd want to continue the process of asking why repetitively over and over and over again until we get to something really core, fundamental, and incredibly important that serves as a huge driver. So let's imagine at the end of all of these questions of why, you get to the conclusion that actually the reason why painting is important is because it will allow you to become the kind of person that you want to be around your family or a specific loved one or your children or whatever it is, and you would be able to actually be the caring and present parent or friend or partner that you aspire to be, that they need you to be. And so that all of a sudden holds a lot more weight. And so it's less about sitting down and painting a flower and more about the core why. And so we want to actually understand that why before we begin a project or an activity or whatever it is that will require perseverance from us. Because if we don't have a core why, if we don't fully know why we're doing it, we're going to have a much harder time actually connecting to its importance and actually wanting to persevere even when, for example, we're tired, we've gotten home late and we really cannot be bothered to paint, for example. Number two is actually asking yourself, what will you do when the results do not come? So let's go back to that side business project. What will you do when no one is buying your product? What will you do when no one is reading your blog? What will you do when you're practicing your painting or you're practicing your guitar playing and you're just not getting it and you're not improving and it feels like you're going backwards? What will you actually do? And ask yourself that question concretely. And it's not just a kind of big picture esoteric question. It's really something you want to answer tangibly with words. How will you deal with that? 
How will you overcome feeling disappointed or disheartened? And you might say, well, okay, if the results don't come in the first month, then I will assume it's normal. But if after, I don't know, maybe three months, if I've still not sold a single item of jewelry, then that will mean that maybe my jewelry isn't what people are looking for, maybe it's not that great, maybe I haven't marketed correctly, and then after three months will really be the time where I need to make a change. Maybe you need to find new ways of marketing, maybe you need to change the design, whatever it is. Actually giving yourself somewhat of a timeline. And that can be really helpful because within the first two weeks when you start thinking, well, this sucks, no one's interested, it's taking forever, then you can remind yourself, wait a second, it's only been two weeks. I told myself before beginning, so when your emotions were still not at play, right, you were still thinking about things very rationally, you told yourself it'll take at least three months or it'll take at least six months or maybe it'll take at least a year before I really see true results. Therefore, any time before that specific timeline, if I'm feeling discouraged, that is my time to actually pick myself up and remind myself the story about the Chinese bamboo. So this is a story that I heard in a podcast episode ages ago. And I remember specifically, I was on a bus driving through the mountains of Mexico. And I remember listening to this podcast episode so clearly because of this specific example. And what he said in this example, I'll link that original podcast episode in the show notes below, by the way. But what he said in this example was, the Chinese bamboo takes five years to grow. However, the first four years, nothing happens. So it's growing underground and you cannot see anything. So it looks as though the bamboo's not growing. Maybe there's a defect. Maybe there's a problem. It's not growing at all. And in that last year, it shoots up up the ground. However, although it looks like that growing only happened in that last year, the essence of the growth actually happened in the four years prior. And so that is such a good metaphor for life and how things work and the classic story of it taking 10 years to be an overnight success, right? So that four years is needed in order to have that shooting through the ground in that fifth year. And so perhaps that's something that you want to remind yourself when you find yourself getting discouraged after month one, month two, month three, is reminding yourself the story of the Chinese bamboo I'm currently building, I'm currently cultivating, I'm currently testing things, I'm currently nurturing whatever project I'm on in order to finally be able to shoot up the ground in X amount of time. And maybe, as I said, you give yourself that timeline, if I don't manage to achieve what it is that I want to achieve by a certain time, then I will reassess. But until then, I will assume that any discouragement simply just comes from discouragement, right? From expectation. And this is why having clarity on that specific timeline will also help with the expectation because you can clarify that from day one. You can clarify, I'm not actually expecting anything from this until the end of the first year, for example. Number three, when you want to persevere in something, you need to practice negotiating with yourself when you get bored. So there will be times, there will be days when you've decided to train for a marathon or train for a triathlon or train for an Ironman or whatever it is, and you have a very long training period. There will be days when you get bored, when you cannot be bothered, when you just do not want to get up and go for a run in the morning, it's raining, you're just not interested anymore, right? You've gotten bored. What are you going to do? How can you negotiate with yourself? 
So this is something that I talk about in another podcast episode called The Internal Negotiation, which I will link in the show notes below. But in general, it's something that I talk about a lot of my clients is this idea of negotiating with yourself. So almost talking as though you are two people because it often does feel like we're split into two. You'll have the side of you that thinks, come on and get at it. Don't give up. It's important. Go out for a run. You said you would. It's on your training plan. You can't keep slipping out of your training habits. Otherwise, you'll never be able to finish the race. And then you have the other side of you that thinks, well, it's cold. My bed's really warm. I can't be bothered. I'm sore. I'm tired. I really just don't feel like it today. And so it's thinking ahead of time, how will you negotiate with yourself? What kind of negotiations might be relevant? So for example, look, I really don't feel like going for a run, but what about if I went for a slightly shorter one? I don't have to do the full plan or the full training length that I've set out to do, but what if I shaved one or two kilometers off the training? Would I be okay with that? Or maybe that's actually not really an option because you really want to follow through with your plan. Okay, what else can I negotiate? Well, maybe I go for a run and then afterwards I can take a really nice warm bath. Or maybe I go for a run and then I can go out for brunch with a friend. Or maybe at least I get out of the house. I put on my shoes, I walk the first 500 meters, and if I really don't feel like doing it, if there's a huge amount of resistance, then I can just walk for 20 minutes and then come back. But if after the first 500 meters I feel okay, then I get into the run. So there's all these kind of negotiations that you can do with yourself regularly. And this is something that's really going to allow you to actually overcome the times in which you get bored because it's not about not making those times come up because they will come up you will get bored you won't want to guaranteed that if you're following through with something over the long run it's something that you're not always going to be jumping out of bed to do however that negotiation is key because we negotiate with other people and it tends to work therefore we need to practice negotiating with ourselves striking a deal ask yourself how can i strike a deal Point number four is asking yourself, when is it fair to stop? So very related to point number two is really asking yourself, what are the conditions to which stopping this project is valid, is worth it? So perhaps it's similar to what I said in point number two. Okay, you have a business. If you don't make any sales before X amount of time, it's fair to stop. But maybe there's other conditions. Maybe it's, well, I'm really doing this for fun right? I really want to paint out of pleasure and in order to kind of calm my nervous system and reduce stress. So the second that painting becomes a stress, it becomes a worry, it feels like an obligation, then that's when I want to stop. That's when it won't be worth it anymore because it won't be bringing me towards my ultimate why. So lay out the conditions already ahead of time for when it would be valid to stop in order for you to know what would constitute a valid reason. As I said previously, when we are in the moment where we're bored, we can't be bothered, something's not working, we're not getting the validation, there's a new shiny other project or other task or other activity that seems more fun, right? In those moments, we are not perhaps thinking as rationally as we would be at the start. So we want to lay out those conditions from the get-go and really understand what are the conditions in which it will not be relevant anymore for me to be persevering and it would actually be time for me to step back. 
And the fifth and last point to think about when you want to persevere in something is to ask yourself, what is the commitment that I'm making to myself? Make that commitment. Write it down in words, not just somewhere in the back of your head of thinking, well, yes, I commit to writing a few pages of my book every week in order to finish writing my book by the end of the year, the end of the next two years, whatever it is. But really ask yourself, what is the actual commitment? What is it? What am I truly committing to? And you can bring in point number one, which is around the why. I would really encourage you to bring that into the commitment and write it down in a few very simple sentences. Have that commitment articulated into words, into phrases, and have it somewhere you can see it. Go back to it regularly and often. Maybe even when you get bored, you can go back to it. Maybe when you need to negotiate, you can get back to it. Maybe when you want to stop, you can get back to it. So have it really as this commitment of perseverance to yourself, really clearly stating why you're doing this, why it's important, and what you actually want out of this. Those are all tools that can really help us be more persevering because ultimately some of us are more persevering than others. Perseverance is very linked to personality trait conscientiousness. I did an entire podcast episode on this personality trait. It's the trait that drives us to be very disciplined and hardworking, but also have a very strong feeling of duty and obligation. And therefore, we find it easier if we are higher in conscientiousness to be more persevering. Whereas if we are lower in conscientiousness, that's when we tend to procrastinate more. We actually struggle to stick to things. We struggle to finish things off and therefore we would be less persevering. Therefore, there is a genetic element to if we are the kind of person who struggles to persevere or not. However, as with all personality traits, we can put things in place and we can actually work to help improve them, to help change and help especially extend certain facets of personality. So within conscientiousness, it's not necessarily about fully changing our base conscientiousness level, but it's actually about extending it so that there are situations in which we need to be persevering, then we can be. And if there are situations in which we want to be more flexible and spontaneous, we also can be. So these are the kind of things, questions, tools, actions we can put into place if we want to be more persevering in something specific. So I really encourage you to think about that. I would love to know if there's something that you're working on, something that you are committing to yourself to persevere with. I would love for you to tell me about it so that I can also help be a bit of an accountability buddy for you. This is also something that I do a lot with my coaching clients. Whenever they have something specific they're working on, we can understand what it is they're working on, why it's important, and we can actually hold each other's hands through the entire process and they feel like they have a cheerleader there beside them. They have a mentor, a coach, someone who can really bring them through the entire process. So if that's something that you're interested in, I have a few spots left for one-on-one coaching, which I will link in the show notes below. Reach out if you want to chat more about it. And in the meantime, guys, I'll see you next week for a brand new episode. Episode.